welcome to episode 248 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. My name is Melissa Ellis and I'm joined by Runner 5 of the Able Township and my co-host, Ollie Spake. <laughs> Hello, Mel. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, good. I, I think uh, I'm probably not, not out of breath enough to claim uh, status as runner five at the moment. Uh, <laughs> haven't been running enough. I'd be I'd be swamped by those zombies in a flash. I'm curious. Are you always runner five? Oh, look, um, me and, and many others, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, runner five is a very popular character and uh, I have visited again in the last week. Absolutely. Well, that's good. Why don't, yes. why don't you tell us about it? Oh, well, look, I'm still early stages. I'm still the newbie. So I uh, still uh, get the sense that the other characters are sussing me out and there, there are a few tensions about, but you get the feel for it as you um, carry out a few more missions. What I particularly like, um, and for those of you that might not have listened back to the, the previous episodes, of course, we're talking about the, uh, the Zombies Run app and uh, my newfound experiences in enjoying that. And I am finding that because the app can tune into a playlist and give you a bit of music between different events as you carry out an episode, you carry out a mission, some of those songs are um, yeah, just perfectly timed. Is it your playlist or, or is it their zombie music? Uh, well, it's mine. Oh. It's mine. So believe it or not, I have listened to podcasts in between. It's a strange experience to have different voices cutting in and out. So I tend to err more towards the music interlude. And uh, in fact, as you complete a mission, they'll give you a bit of their radio. For those of you that haven't discovered the Zombies Run app yet and the experience, you can actually listen to the, the Able Township radio They'll cut in with a few announcements and, and you know, public service messages, keep you safe from the hordes, but in between they'll, they'll carry on playing your music. And it sounds so, like uh, either the, the supermarket radio or the cruise ship radio stations. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And uh, look, rather appropriately, so Cranberries are getting a bit of a run on my playlist at the moment. Oh, I, well, I'm going to show my... <laughs> No, that that's all right. They uh, I, I don't get the reference. <laughs> <laughs> Ignorance. That's what I was going to say. That's quite all right. But how are you, Mel? How was another week of no park running, not park running, and everything else that lockdown had to offer? Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday morning was event forty nine of Ellis Palace Park Run, and we went back to the future for an eighties themed morning with denim on denim. Mullets and way too much pastel. Daryl went minimalistic this week because, well, we can't all look fabulous. <laughs> but he did put new batteries in the Sony Walkman, which incidentally, Paul thinks could be worth something now as it's still in its original box. Mm. Brunch was cob loaf dip and morning cocktails. I don't know if I can mention the name of the cocktail, but let's just say a lot of care was taken when I Googled that recipe. <laughs> and this week I was not alone for my not park run. We had a VIP guest in the house. Well, I was excited. Mm. Paul was mildly amused mm. and Zoe was just confused. <laughs> but before anyone has a conniption about lockdown rules and house guests, can I just say, woosah. Mm. This guest was in the form of a very well-travelled plastic chicken, a.k.a. bubble bird. So with much excitement, I walked my morning not park run showing bubble bird all the course highlights and waving over the road to Toolan Creek. 
But who is this infamous bubble bird, Mel? I'm glad you asked, Ollie. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have more details coming up in our interview. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. But I I think that's a rather resourceful way of boosting the attendance at Ellis Palace, not (laughs) Parkrun. Desperate times call for desperate measures. (laughs) No one called foul play on you. (laughs) That was a good one, Ollie. Well done. Thanks, thanks. I was thinking about that all weekend. <laughs> but no, seriously, it was another fun, not parkrun morning, okay, this this stuff is make-believe, but we still enjoy it. We still get a buzz. We make the best of a bad situation and what else can we do? That's quite right. And in doing so, you've provided the experience of Ellis Palace Parkrun to another traveller. I know. So all the well-to-do birds come to visit Ellis Palace. I mean, (laughs) we've had Cluck Norris and now we've had Bubble Bird. I mean, who knows who's next? I guess you might have to go beyond the avian world. I mean, have have we thought about trolls? Oh, mm. I like I like where you're going with that. Mm. Yes, I think the Wa- Wagu Bridge Wagu Bridge troll needs to visit. Whilst there's some opportunity for someone to do some parkrun tourism. Might take a bit of creativity, but hey, I I commend you, Mel. Maybe he can get posted. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Mark, if you're listening, I've got a plan. (laughs) Pretty sure the Postal Service have a pretty quiet time at the moment, yeah. (laughs) And it was Event 49, Ollie. Wow. Where did that come from? 49. I know. How how am I going to mark? So next week, Mm. this coming Saturday, well, tomorrow if we release, (laughs) depending when we release, I've got a 50th event to plan. Mm. How am I going to mark the occasion? Red. (laughs) I feel like I need to get an apricot shirt for the... Yeah, look, that could be better. I mean, I was going to suggest you just blow up a whole lot of red balloons. We've uh, been there, done that. I went, no, no more red balloons need to go into landfill. That was not a good idea. I do have regrets. I apologise to the uh, wider community for all the red balloons that were sacrificed. We're we're a product of our experiences. We learn and we we help create better experiences from them. Okay, so apricot shirt. Well, I must say, so I've got my original apricot that says Berwick Springs because when I first purchased it, that was my Hmm. home park run. And then when I moved to the other side of the city, I had Toolan Creek added underneath Berwick Springs because I feel like my apricot is a history of my parkrun life, my parkrun journey. Mm. I'm spreading mm. my arms out here like I'm flying like a bird. <laughs> it's my journey. <laughs> Lucky no one can see me. But maybe I need to get Alice Palace added because it's part of the journey now. I don't think there's a shadow of a doubt for that one, Mel. <laughs> I think it needs to happen. Look, for for the newbies here, what's the most effective way to add to an apricot shirt? What would you recommend? uh, It could be frowned upon in some circles, I suppose, messing with what is the original framework of of an apricot. Mm. But then Parkrun did introduce during the pause. That's right. They they introduced the ability to buy an apricot with anything on it, your own catchphrase or whatever you wanted to print. So I take a little bit of solace as that maybe what I've done is, is less frowned upon now. Yeah, yeah. But I did just go to a local screen printer and ask them to add Tool and Creek underneath Berwick Springs. 
onto my existing apricot shirt. Okay. So you've got someone lined up. You've got your your, your apricot shirt guy. <laughs> yes. Ready to go. So I guess I just go back there and I add another one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because it's just yeah, it's it's just acknowledging the um, the evolution, and hopefully no no more need to get added. <laughs> hopefully that's it. <laughs> we can just return to normal programming. <laughs> Yeah. Well, look, uh, I suppose it's hard to envisage that you'll be setting up a, a whole new knot park run in a different location under a different name and celebrating a 50th milestone there. But hey, uh, I suppose <laughs> we live in interesting times. Unless I get Able Township Park Run added. Oh, well, hey, yeah, we, we'd need someone to launch a park run there first, wouldn't we? Mmm. Mm. <laughs> Okay, well, it sounds like the jury's out on the themes, Mel, but the celebratory addition to the milestone top is a good candidate. I think so. In any case, I'm sure the brunch will be fabulous. Uh, You haven't let us down in that so far. I think the (laughs) 80s get-up was completely radical, by the way. (laughs) That was fun. And sadly, (laughs) I didn't need to buy a lot for that. (laughs) There's nothing sad about that. Ah, uh, dear. Look, I, I was I was sorry to miss the theme. Time was a bit short for me on Saturday, but uh, I'm going to have to play catch-up and go back to the 80s at another point because that looked like a fun theme. Absolutely was. And Bubblebird has travelled on now. Mel has left the palace. Yes, Bubblebird departed Melton on Sunday night. Okay. And is now heading... Towards Williamstown, I think. Okay. On its journey back over to the southeast. So, <laughs> spreading its love and hand sanitizer <laughs> across the uh, greater Melbourne city. Well, it's nice to see someone out there and enjoying it in, in the right way. COVID safe. That's right. Yeah, Mel, I, I, was, I was up against it on Saturday, to be honest. Um, I think you know, whilst I've been looking for these hills to train on, I haven't quite managed to find the right kind of hills in my my bubble which is my local government area so um yeah i was uh, i was looking at the dazza's post and and you know welcome back austria of course no hang on oh they're not back they're launched oh okay sorry <laughs> they're a brand new country <laughs> welcome austria welcome velsom or something velsom <laughs> I didn't research that, so I've, I'm sure I've been mighty insulting, uh, culturally insensitive there. Um, I do apologise. Just re-record it, Ollie. I'll slot it right in. <laughs> um, Your Saturday morning? My Saturday morning. Oh, look, I was I was just looking up an Austrian greeting, to be honest, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will, uh, I'll just skip that part. Yeah, look, my Saturday morning was, wasn't exactly Austrian-themed. It, it certainly wasn't 80s-themed, but yeah, thinking of Austria and remembering fondly all of those beautiful hills, it just cast the mind back to, yeah, to some fond memories and, and some slightly higher elevation than what I am uh, blessed with in this particular local government area, which is what I'm restricted to presently. But I did manage to find a bit of elevation. I did manage to get out for a bit of a hill as I'm still, I don't know whether I should be training for it, but you know, <laughs> the panorama <laughs> punish, the point to pinnacle. Ollie, we got a- We got a dream, right? No. No, <laughs> mate, it's not going to happen. <laughs> 
We got a dream. We got a dream. Look, there's always next year, and and I'll be raring to go. But uh, look, in in the in the spirit of Austria, I think the uh, the steepest streets I can find in my hub, my suburb, are alive with the sound of music. <laughs> it's just a tad verbose. Doesn't have quite the ring of a Julie Andrews tune. So I tried um, and uh, had a nice time. Didn't do the Bass Point Not Park Run course once again. I think it's feeling a bit forgotten. Uh, so I have to give it a bit of midweek love. But, yeah, pretty quiet Saturday. Are you close enough to do Beck's Not Park Run, Banksia Avenue? Well, I can do part of it because it's right at the intersection of the local government area. So I think I can get to the bridge. But technically, I don't believe I can cross the bridge. But hang on, don't you've been reduced now to a 5K bubble, correct? Well, this is where it gets technical. So... Everyone, get out your notepads. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Don't clap. Sorry. (laughs) Was that obvious? Um, So uh, lockdown update. Currently, I am remaining in the Greater Sydney area. Uh, I'm part of Shell Harbour, even though all of New South Wales is in lockdown now as of the weekend just gone. I am in that Greater Sydney area restricted to exercising within my local government area or five kilometres from home if it happens to stretch outside of that local government area. So my 5Ks extends just to round about the the bridge with the sunlight. Mm. And my local government area, in fact, also ends at the bridge with the sunlight. So I'll be able to go and enjoy the sunlight under the bridge, but I just can't cross the bridge. Right. Yep. I think I've got that. (laughs) That's a test later on. Oh, dear. Um, right. Okay. Mm. But, look, I should be able to sample part of the Banksia Avenue course. So, Beck, I'm going to have to check your notes on the, on the course update and, um, hey, I might just get to do a tiny bit of it. Can you exercise outside with anybody? Uh, with one other individual, yes, or with the members of your household. <gasps> so you could meet Beck for a partial right. Banksia Avenue park run. Yes. It's way more fun to run with real-life people. <laughs> Rather than a chicken? Well, you know, biggest cup he chooses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Uh, look, some planning is clearly needed and probably quickly because I know these things can change as we're seeing. And look, you know, heart goes out to everyone that's, um, you know, that's been going through that for a long time all around the globe and naturally a lot of our parkrun family across Australia in particular right now that are under restrictions. Except Mark, he's happily travelling across the Nullarbor, isn't he? Well and truly across the other side of the Nullarbor there. So um, Heading back to lockdown land in the ACT. <laughs> stay away, Mark. Stay over there. Don't come back. <laughs> Give it a bit of time, Mark. Yeah, that's absolutely right. But, yeah, we, we look forward to Mark reaching a parkrun. So we can live vicariously through him. Where's he going to reach that's not locked down? He'll have to stay in northern, in, in regional New South Wales. Oh, no, they're all locked down now. No, look, rest assured, my understanding is that Mark is uh, getting closer and closer still to Port Headland. Port Headland does have a park run in WA, so um, we wait with bated breath. Oh, excellent. Yes. Excellent. Good. Yep. Well, he better just stay there. And as so far as my understanding goes, our friends in Tassie, of course, uh, still park running, uh, South Australia, country Victoria. Yes. Country Queensland, Northern Territory. I'm a little out of date on our Northern Territory and oh, friends. Oh, they went into a snap lockdown today. Yes. 
Yeah, so um, look. <laughs> Could be out of it by Saturday, who knows? It's only Monday. <laughs> Rolling in as it comes, exactly, yes. Goodness. Please check local guidance and um, stay safe, everyone. How yeah. hard is it to be us and keep on top of all these? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't profess to have that sort of information. Yeah, look, Mel, I'm glad that you did manage to to get out within those restrictions, though. And my understanding is you've, you've managed to um, – to find out a little bit more about the Bubble Bird Relay. I did. Ollie, I thought we need to understand how this originated. So as any good reporter, I got the story. Excellent. <laughs> got to be a good chook-based pun in there. But uh, <laughs> while we think of that, let's have a listen. Our guest today is a parkrunner from the Mornington Peninsula who has played a key role in engaging his local community during Victoria's COVID lockdowns. He's run 89 parkruns at 17 different locations and volunteered 58 times. Welcome to the podcast, Mick Diverston. Thank you. Glad to be here. Mick, thank you for your time today. I had the pleasure of being involved over the weekend with the Bubble Bird Relay, which is why I wanted to chat with you. But being that you're also very involved with Parkrun, would you mind beginning by telling us your Parkrun story? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I'm very lucky in that my local Parkrun is Hastings Foreshore. And when I first started doing Parkrun, uh, I don't know how many years ago it was, maybe four years ago, I think. Um, after running for a few years, I got into Parkrun and got down to the Hastings Foreshore Park Run and loved it, but loved it more so because of the people there. And it changed the way I thought about running. All of a sudden, it stopped being about just me and my times, and it started being about the people around me, watching other people's journeys, meeting people that were striving to change and improve. And I'd gone through my own similar journey, so it was a it was a sharing opportunity. Um, and then I, I think probably I ran. 50 park runs fairly quickly, but since then I've probably done two park runs volunteering to one running as a general basis, and I've I've loved the volunteering aspect of park run and, and being involved on that level. So yeah, I'm a big advocate for park run. I talk about it all the time in my own work, and um, I just love it every Saturday. It's my favourite day of the week. So do you still run regularly at Hastings? It's been hard with the five-kilometre bubble to get down there, but as soon as we're allowed, <laughs> yeah, I'm down there. Although I think when we reopened yeah. after the last lockdown, I got to run park run once or maybe twice. I've done two. I did two and I volunteered about five. I just wanted because I know you're based down the Mornington Peninsula, so I wondered, you know, if you changed to Rosebud when that um, one opened. As a key volunteer at Hastings, I've sort of stayed at at Hastings. I've gone and run Rosebud a few times. Um, yeah, and I catch up with the Rosebud volleys every now and then at different events so I keep a, a close connection to it but I'm not there very often. Well the reason that we really wanted to speak to you was to hear about the journey that has evolved into the bubble bird relay so uh, I know that you run with a group based in Mount Martha called the Mornington Misfits. That's correct yes. And the bubble bird relay has evolved from that, so would you like to take us through how that happened? Yeah, it's a bit of a journey. We um, last year during isolation, we obviously all went in our different areas and ran on our own a lot. And every now and then, we'd catch up with one other person. Um, but as we came back together, one of the first group runs we did, um, one of our colleagues got lost, 
Oh. And so there was two of us actually ran back and did a strange sort of zigzag back through the Mount Martha Community Forest. Not not a way that we would normally have run through the trail on our regular eight-kilometre run. Anyway, when we got back to the coffee shop, <laughs> we were looking at the Strava map and a few of us commented, oh, it looks like a bird's beak, it could be a pelican, it could be this, it could be that. And from there it kind of evolved and, and that's probably where Peter started coming into it a little bit more. He was very quick to sort of say it could be big bird. And then from there we did probably eight or nine variations of the Strava map of this run and we actually started forming it into an image of Big Bird. And this is Peter Mitchell, right? This is Peter Mitchell, yes. Yep. So once we actually had formed the the route, which was 9.2 kilometres, I mean, we were having so much fun refining it and getting it to look a little bit like the big bird. We were even adding feathers onto its head and we were kind of enjoying the whole idea of Strava art and we're, we're big believers that Strava art will be the next big thing because it's so much fun when people get out and do a run and then they come back and look at their map at the coffee shop. It's it's a simple joy but it's something that we all get a good giggle out of. Yep. And um, through that first period of isolation and then doing the big bird together, we had all these other people saying, oh, I want to come and do the big bird. That looks fun. Uh, and it started connecting people that we hadn't seen for a while and we did a few group runs together on the big bird and showed people the way and then eventually we went, we have to actually – show people how to do this and we uploaded Strava routes. We put a Google review together. We started doing course maps and photographs so people knew which turns to take because it's quite complex. Mm-hmm. Lots of people were trying to run the route and getting lost and sending us photos saying, how do we <laughs> – you have to jump a few fences, so it's not <laughs> it's not a straightforward route. Um, so we put up some signs, some temporary signs with a – stencil of big bird and that kind of that was one of the funniest days ever where peter and i were running around with this spray can and some old core flute and sort of hammering on signs onto corners and whatever else and the mayor actually spotted us and said what are you two doing (laughs) 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 nothing (laughs) nothing to see here um, yeah we, we had great fun putting the signs up and it actually Lots of the people in the community started saying, what the hell is this big bird? And um, it got bigger and bigger. So I think we're nearly up to 100 people have now run the the trail. Mm. And we have done a heap of different events. So Peter's quite clever with his route management. And 95% of all of the big bird variations and also the bubble bird in itself has been Peter's genius. And I'm kind of speaking on his behalf a little bit. We've done a lot of it together, but 99% of the inspiration is Peter. I've seen him dressing up as Big Bird as well. That's been hilarious. Like we we talked about finding a Big Bird suit and we actually bought a couple of Big Bird T-shirts early on and that was a bit of fun. But then he bumped into someone at a, um, at a work function and said, oh, their kid was about to throw out a Big Bird suit. And did he want to buy it for a cheap price? Wow. <laughs> so next thing I know, he turns up when um, we like to do different challenges. We challenge each other in our running. And Peter had come up with an idea that we should run every day of the month of April a hill repeat, but 
to match it, we should do one on the first, then two on the second, then three on the third, right. all the way up to so it incrementally build to 30 hill repeats on the last day of April, yep. which was a little bit insane, but it was kind of fun. Mm. And Anyway, on the last day, I was doing a hill, which was about a 20-metre climb, not a long climb, only 200 metres, but ended up being 10,000 metres in vert for the whole month. And the first appearance of Big Bird was 5 a.m. in the morning. I'm out there on my own running up and down this hill like a lunatic, and Big Bird comes running out of the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> With um, <laughs> with uh, bird is the word playing on his speaker. Yeah, loud decibels to wake all the neighbours up. <laughs> but um, very funny stuff. Yeah. So and since then he's he's run a couple of the big bird events that we've done together. Yep. In the big bird suit, and I don't know how he does it because it's so hot in that suit. Um, it's pretty famous. Mm. We've done um, we've made it into Strava segment, so we've tried to make it quite. Um, some people go down there and try and break times and whatever else. Yeah. And um, we had one day where we had everybody handicapped so that we weren't so we were socially distanced. So people were starting with their nominated time to finish at eight thirty in the morning. So if you thought it would take you an hour and fifteen, you'd start at seven fifteen. If you thought it would take you forty five minutes, you started at seven forty five in the morning. Yeah. And that way we kind of all came together at the end as a group to do a group photo. And Peter ended up running in the big bird suit trying to show the first runners where to go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the mayor was there, so we didn't want to um, leave markings on the ground. So he was using a bird with a hole cut in the head of it, like a rubber chicken bird that we use for bubble bird, with some flour. Yeah. So the flour was dripping on the ground as he ran. Yeah. And he ran out of flour, so then he just ran as fast as he could to the end. And I think he ended up running the nine kilometres in like 43 minutes, something ridiculous. So wow. to, to run that in a bird suit, um, <laughs> it's kind of next level. So the Big Bird Trail, I believe, began to be a monthly group run for the Misfits. That's correct, yeah. And then when you had your first lockdown, uh, you couldn't all run together, so you decided to do it as a relay. Yeah, so we, we just did a – again, that's Pete's genius was let's just run – one person does a lap and then when they finish, the next person starts and you can just say hello to each other and we pass the figurative baton on. We didn't actually have a baton at that stage and I think we ran for 12 hours consecutively on that first day mm. and it was good fun. Everyone came down and ran a lap and then they'd post a picture up onto the Facebook page and it connected us all and we kind of were enjoying the fact that, you know, we weren't allowed to joined together and we weren't really allowed to run together as such but we could still say hello to each other from a distance and then hmm. the next person could take over and then we did talk about it then about oh, I'd be good if we had a relay baton and I said I've got an old watch maybe we could put the watch on the baton and that kind of idea festered away but nothing really happened and then we got to uh, the first lockdown in what are we now here what lockdown number five so we're, we're in six we're in six <laughs> right so we when that lockdown came, regardless of when it was, um, we had a relay rubber chicken that Peter had found. He goes, wouldn't this be funny for us to hand the chicken over to each other to do the big bird? And I'm not sure whether Despy, one of the, the misfits, or Pete came up with the idea of doing a bigger lap. And, of course, Peter's background is routing 
security vans that carry cash to all the ATMs across Melbourne. So his expertise in logistics and route management and map management is second to none. <laughs> like he's our go-to when it comes to planning a marathon or planning a different run and all the different variations of Strava art that we've done, his ability to map and get things to a finite level on timing and direction is perfect. Uh, this is making sense. <laughs> yeah, so he he actually came up with the idea. He goes, why don't we try and do a lap of the peninsula? And we've, we've long talked on our long runs about doing a 100-mile run around the Mornington Peninsula. And so we kind of looked at doing a 100-mile loop and then thought, as what normally happens with stuff like with the April Hulls Challenge where we go up and down a, a hill every day of April, our joke is that it's always, well, at least there'll be two of us. There'll be Peter and myself will end up doing it. <laughs> so, but we, with the lockdown, you can't do 80 kilometres each, although we no. did contemplate it. Um, so we started kind of formulating an idea, and I, I think we got to the Saturday afternoon and Pete said, here's a route. It's 80 kilometres. We could do a loop of 80 kilometres in a day, but we just need to get a runner. And I said, we're not going to be able to organise it. And he, goes, he said, what about the baton? And I'm, I was adamant. He's like, I don't know about the baton. It's a bit dorky. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we need the baton. <laughs> People need something fun. Let's just strap the Garmin to the, the baton and see what happens. So the next morning, we literally, without a real plan, just went, this is what we're going to do. We want to connect people, but we want people to be safe. Um, we want them to be COVID responsible. We strapped a, with gaffer tape, we put some sanitizer at the bottom of the baton, which is a rubber chook. And every time you get the baton, you're meant to sanitize your hands. You can then take the baton off the previous uh, runner. And then you can run within your five kilometer bubble to the next point and meet another runner. Now, at that point, that was six, it was five o'clock in the morning, I started it down at Mount Martha Shops and I ran a big bird lap just for fun. Mm -hmm. So I ran the nine kilometres and then I ran into Mornington and met a friend who took the baton from there and then we started making our way up towards what eventually was Patterson Lakes and then the baton went all the way around the peninsula down through Hastings and Tyab and Belnaring, back up and over Merricks and Red Hill down to Safety Beach and back to Mount Martha in one day. So it ended up being 140 kilometres I think that day. Wow. And the whole day was organised off the back of Peter just being able to connect people together. And yep. the, the messenger was doing my head in. I couldn't work out what was going on. I'm not a details person, but Peter was all over it. He's like, yeah, that person can pick up here and I can run it to there. That's within their bubble and they can go to this point. And he had things really planned very quickly and he connected people together. And he told me that at one point they had – a friend of a friend's mother who lived in one of the remotest places who walked it up a hill to bridge yes. a gap. Yep. And she's quite elderly too. And God bless her. She was so, so accommodating. Uh -huh. We had another runner that was going to take over, but that was quite close down towards um, Merrick's, but had decided at the last minute to just go for a surf. <laughs> <laughs> so the bird turned up and they went there. Uh -huh. So yeah, this lady helped us out. Tremendously. And the bird travels by foot or pedal power, so I believe um, it's okay to use bicycles, correct? Yeah, and the idea being that we just wanted to include people and that was the first day we did it. So we were making everything up on the day. Uh, and there were people saying, oh, I'm not going to be able to run. And we're like, well, you could walk, you could ride your bike. Hmm. It's about connecting people. It's not about a running event as such. 
anyway, so that <laughs> we ended up getting the bird over the hill, which was it was it was touch and go whether or not someone was just going to leave the garment by the side of the road and it was going to get picked <laughs> up by a hobo, <laughs> and the rubber chicken would have been lost forever. But yeah, it did make it back, and then a week later we went back into lockdown again, and we were all kind of stunned, and we didn't think we were going to have to do it again. Yeah, but though pretty quickly we just went, yeah, we need to do this because it's important, and we could see the power of what happened on the Facebook page. We developed the Facebook page for it on that first day. And that's called Free Bird. Free Bird, yeah, free the bird. Give us some freedom. But we knew very much from the start that people connected and it was making a difference to people, even though it was only 10 minutes of their day or, you know, a five-minute interaction with someone else. They were meeting someone new and often they knew people that knew each other, but it was just a different Seeing someone different in an isolated environment is always good for our mental health. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so that, that made an impact. And then all the funny photos, people were taking photos of the bird, doing silly stuff, riding on the bicycle or sitting by the side of the road. Or We just enjoyed watching it evolve. And I think everyone invo- involved looked like they were enjoying it too. So when the next lockdown happened, we kind of went with the theory that Last time we didn't have any rules and it worked out okay, so let's not make any rules around it and let's just open it up and see what happens. So the the free bird idea from there really took off in that we're not going to set a direction and we're not going to set an agenda of how it's going to happen or where it's going to go, but you must stay within your five-kilometre bubble. You must be COVID safe. You've got to maintain social distancing, but do connect with people and let's see where it goes. And so for that next week, I think actually we, that that time we did, we gave it the direction to go towards Yarraville with, to where my brother is situated yep. and it made it to Yarraville and then it made its way back through the southern suburbs and back down to the peninsula again. And then the next time it was just like, well, let's just let it go mm. and, and let's see where it's gone. And, and this time it's got all the way out to Melton. It absolutely did. And I saw it, uh, I saw somebody post, and it might have been Peter, posted in a, one of the Parkrun Victoria group Facebook pages, is anybody interested in being involved in this? Yeah. And I, it caught my eye and I thought, oh, that looks interesting. What's going on here? <laughs> and I'm like, could it come to Melton? <laughs> and, uh, and the more I looked into it, the more, um, you know, excited I got about the possibility of this bird because I'd seen that it had got as far as the city um, and, you know, I, through the parkrun community I have a lot of contacts. So I was sort of reaching out to people I knew saying, Hey, what do you have a look at this? What do you reckon? Could we get this out here? And uh, yeah, and it did. It made it. I'm so glad it did, and it's been so much fun to watch people get excited about it, get dressed up, kids getting on bicycles, someone in a penguin suit yesterday. Yes, uh, my favourite is Puff and Billy. Like I love the Puff and Billy race. So to see, <laughs> I haven't done it for a few years, but to see the bird turn up at Puff and Billy race, I thought that was pretty cool. Excellent. Yeah, it got to Belgrave. Yeah, there's been lots of really cool moments, I think. Even the little photos of um, people putting the bird to bed and putting it back on charge, <laughs> recharging the watch so that we can keep a cumulative total of how many kilometres it's done. And Peter is the stats person, but he would, if he was here, he'd tell you, I think it's over 1,000 kilometres I now, believe so, yeah. Which is incredible. In five-kilometre bubbles, it's, it's connected lots of people and the group on the Facebook page has actually grown and grown and grown. And the Strava feed, I actually went for a run with Peter last weekend and he said, 
it was a bit in despair. He said, stop liking the Strava posts. I said, oh, but I like them. And he says, yeah, but there's 10 posts a day and there's 150 people now following the Strava, the bird on Strava. So he's his notifications were over a thousand a day, and it was maxing his phone out. Wow! <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's good fun, but it um, it's been a power of work for Peter, and he's done an incredible job negotiating all the messages from. So there's ten runners in a day. He's managed all those messages for people in between, and he's put up all the posts about the route and where to go and how to do it. A few times I've got him to try and explain it to me, and it's been beyond me sometimes, but. I've just focused on the positive of looking at the enjoyment that people are getting out of it, the connections, the benefit it's having to some people with their mental health and making a difference to their day and in troubled times. So, Yep, that's his superpower. It is pretty cool, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a pretty special human. We're very lucky to have him. Mick, can I just say that I had the most enjoyable weekend having Bubble Bird in Melton, as did all the people who got involved in both getting it here and relaying it around our suburbs. It was such a thrill to see it travelling around on each leg and brought so much enjoyment to the community, distracting us from another weekend in lockdown. So thank you so much for sharing the story with us today. No problems at all. And I look forward to um, having you down at the Big Bird Trail at some point in Mount Martha. Yes. And um, anyone that would love to come and run it, Pete and I are always happy to, to do a lap of the bird. It's 9.2 kilometres. It's a, it's a fun little trail around Mount Martha. It's got some urban trail, but it's got some some boardwalk area and a couple of nice little country hills as well with some beautiful views of our um, our local country called Tichingarook. So anyone that's interested in coming down our way and, and partaking in the original part of, of what is Bubblebird, we'd love to have them there. Thank you. I'm pretty sure I'll have a car load ready and waiting as soon as we get out of lockdown. So thank you. Perfect. It'd be good to retire that Bubblebird eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mel, and, and a big well done and thank you to Mick as well. I mean, that, that effort from Mick and Peter is, uh, I think, a fantastic example of the resourcefulness and creativity uh, that keeps us going out here at the moment. And uh, as a big fan of Chooks, uh, particularly <laughs> love this one. Yes, Ollie, huge kudos to those two blokes and all the enjoyment they've brought to the Victorian community with their little initiative and I look forward to going down there now and running the Big Bird Trail. That's that's high up on my list of things to do once we're released from lockdown. It sounds very list-worthy, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, Ollie, look, I'm fascinated. Yes. Yes, Mel. You've got mail. We've got mail. We do. We do have mail. Thank you to Tracy for your email this week. Uh, shall I read it out, Mel? Oh, please. Okay. She says, hi, Mel and Ollie. Very much enjoyed the interview with Caitlin Adams. It was a pleasure to listen to. Also noticed that it was the 247th podcast. So is there a milestone podcast coming up in about three episodes? The interview with David Crook was also enjoyable. I was about to ask which park runs were in the book, then heard you say that you didn't know either. Anyway, I have ordered my copy and want to know if the park runs in the book will become the Crook Book Challenge. 
Lots of love to you both. Thank you for the work that you do in keeping us entertained. I can't imagine what you must be going through with your respective extended lockdowns. If I can help in any way, please let me know. Best wishes with lots of hugs, Tracy. And thank you, Tracy. We're feeling the love. Yes, we are. Thank you, Tracy. That's lovely. And I like the idea of the crookbook challenge. It's got a ring, doesn't it? It absolutely does. And and I just quietly, I think I'd be doing pretty well in that challenge. I think so. I think so. Look, it could favour some of our listeners, um, (laughs) particularly knowing that there were some excellent contributors out there to the crookbook. Um, to, to uh, I'm sure what will be a magnificent collection of park runs, but Mel, uh, I'm intrigued to see where you sit on the Crookbook Challenge. Oh, I just don't want to wait till November for the book <laughs> to come out. This feels like forever. Time will fly. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much spring now. It's basically September. A couple of months, it'll be here. I love your positivity. Speaking of things flying, yes, Tracy, you are right. 247 is the number. Uh, That was last week, 248 now. Yes. Uh, Yes. uh, I don't know. Ollie, we we may have a degree of planning, Mm. but (laughs) (laughs) maybe we need to get more on top of that. You think we need to up our game? Well, it's going to happen for Streaky September, so that's exciting. That's very exciting. Yes. It's just the best time of year in Parkrun Adventures land. Well, I mean, that, that's slightly controversial comment there, Mel. I mean, you've oh, got International true. Ugly Christmas Singlet or Shirt Day, and now we have Ugly Christmas in July as well. Uh, we've got Palm, but March Madness. Um, I guess, Ollie, I just have a soft spot for Streaky September. Yes. Yeah, look, I, I agree. Streaky Septemeba. <laughs> and for context, last year when renaming the Parkrun Adventurers Streaky September Facebook group, my job was to rename it back to Streaky September because it goes through a, a metamorphosis. Is that the right word, Ollie? Yes. It becomes from streak to New Year's Day to streaky 365 and then when we get back to september it jumps back into being called streaky september that was my job and i had a typo (laughs) (laughs) so streaky september became streaky septemeba which was problematic for all the people who were trying to google search it (laughs) but uh, yeah we kind of liked it Mm. so now it's a thing what do we do this year? Do we somehow incorporate both just in case people are out there looking for Streaky Septamoeba? <laughs> I really want it to stay Streaky Septamoeba. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll work that out. See what the fans say. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose that shows we do we do need to prepare. September's rapidly approaching. I think well, I'm, I'm feeling prepared. We, we do have a, a degree of preparations going ahead behind the scenes. That's right. Look, the wheels are turning. They're well and truly turning. And we have had some fantastic contributions as well. So thank you again to everyone that has given us some great inspiration. Yep. We've got a list. Yes. For the bingo card. We That hopefully will be ready to go. Oh, it will be. Maybe in that uh, episode 250, maybe that can be when we um, announce the bingo card. Look, the the timing might be quite perfect, really. I know. I'm just trying to do the maths. Might be slightly out. We'll work that out. Details. It'll be week one. Yes. 
Yeah. Well, people want to get a start, but, yeah, we, we can give some previews. I think we worked out episode 249 is the week that leads into it. That's right. So 250 will be week one of September. Well, that's okay. Yep. Traditionally, the bingo card isn't out before the start of September. Okay. All right. And we've got to stick with tradition. I, I completely agree. <laughs> Traditions are important, Mel. But, Ollie, another tradition. Yes. Well, we might have started this one. <laughs> Hasn't been going too long, but, but Dazza's. Dazza's. Yes. Look, Dazza also loves a tradition and is fantastic at upholding said traditions. And look, thank you to everyone for popping past Dazza's this week. Team Parkrun this week did include a bit of celebration and some love for our volleys. Uh, So firstly, thank you to Cameron Drake. Celebrated three years of Parkrun at Tamworth Wetlands. The theme this year was green, even made a cake and spectacular. You looked, Cam. Well done. Pippa White, Daventry Park Run for me and in search of coffee and a pastry. It's raining, (laughs) summer in England. Nice to be in the cafe with friends. Helen Reeves, also at Park Run, volunteers today and she shared the photo of two magnificent bright orange vested volunteers. Thank you for volunteering. Linda Coombs, also thank you for volunteering, said run director at Warwick Park Run. Living in a rural location has some benefits. Chris Gallivan added... Thanks, Follies. Even the Carlton supporter from Terralgan. <laughs> I think he's got some inside info there. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, I'm assuming. <laughs> I didn't see anything um, that identified that the Terralgan volunteers were Carlton supporters. Mm. I, I look, I, I'm not, not from the, uh, the southern state myself, but are they easy to pick, Mel? <laughs> no, I don't think that. No, I think Chris knows something we don't know. Yep, I see. And Val Warwick, hi, Parkrun Adventurers. It was a glorious, almost spring-like day for Devonport Parkrun this morning. Steve was on barcodes and I managed the sub-50 walk for which I had aimed today. Brecky was a gluten-free muffin to go with the coffee at Drift, where so many people, not just parkrunners, enjoyed the sunshine today. Continuing to send lots of parkrun hugs across the strait to those of you in lockdown and welcome Austria. Yes, thank you. Thank you to everybody there. And we also had our Bailey shot, Ollie. We had Brett Bailey. Sunny, cool morning at Pegasus. Nice to see the days starting to lengthen. Ran out with Brunner and handed him over to Tanya on the way back. A bit creaky today after a Friday night swim, but only three seconds off last week's time. And Tanya Bailey managed to do a bit of running this morning. A bit windy, but not too cold. A hundred participants at Pegasus. Brunner finished off with a bit of a roll around on the grass. (laughs) And Rebecca Bailey. Homemade cookies and cinnamon rolls here this morning. Off for a not park run later today. Watch this space. Exciting things are coming to Banksia Avenue not park run soon. Mm. All right. And Mel, still fairly well represented. Our uh, not park runners were out in force. So Tracy Wood, morning team. Lots of people doing a not park run at Kedron this morning. Bruce Purdy grabbed the 80s theme by the horns this morning and managed a PB at Kahuna Park Run. The local pronounce it as Kuna. Did I get that right, Mel? I think so, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I got it wrong the first time then. <laughs> Sorry, Bruce. <laughs> uh, so turning the volume up to 11 and heading down that high-voltage highway because it's a long way to the shop if you want a Kuna sausage roll. <laughs> 
Bernadette Bennett, my not parkrun post this morning is explained in the picture. As added explanation, I give all my not parkruns funny names based on the routes. There were 26 different routes from home last year. And, uh, yeah, Bernadette did share the image. Um, that's an impressive collection of different routes, Bernadette. Very resourceful. Uh, yes. So uh, that w- the one that she shared, Ollie, was a Wooter March. That's right. <laughs> I love it. Left, right, left, right, left, right. Oh, sorry. No, right, left, right, left, right, left. Must be an in-joke. Messed it up on the first one. <laughs> Claire Stutchbury, Augustine Heights, not parkrun for us this morning. According to a couple of sites, it's our Nendi and also the event closest to home. And it's actually not running anymore. So we thought, what better time than lockdown to explore the course? Happy to be running following a few days in ISO waiting for a negative COVID test last week. Good to have you back on the course, Claire. Mandy Oliver, another not park run whilst no community sports are allowed on the Gold Coast. A run along Broadwater for me, envious of those cinnamon rolls. Mark Scarborough, a not park run in Exmouth. No park run courses for hundreds of kilometres to run at. Sally Heppleston, eight and a half K track session. I miss parkrun, that's all. And Faye Morgan, non-parkrun at Main Beach with a visitor. And Mel, that visitor was a snake or a, <gasps> a nope rope, as we like to put it, um, which uh, I think must have been wondering where all its parkrun friends were. I think Toc calls them wiggly sticks. Wiggly sticks, yeah, I, I like that. I think I'll go with Toc's term there. Um, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm pretty sure that wiggly stick missed parkrun as well, as as I think all of us uh, not parkrunners do at the moment. Yeah. So thank you for, um, for checking in and sharing with us, guys. And not forgetting that brunch is a critical part of not parkrun we had Ingrid Botha I was at teaching Jasmine to make lemmingtons not not parkrun it's a flat two lap course the first lap through the chocolate mix and the second lap through the desiccated coconut okay I lie there was no parkrun but the lemmingtons tasted great and have helped me carbo load for tomorrow's long run and Sam Schroeder Week seven of Love Shack, not parkrun, was a gentle one, going for sunshine, not speed. Home to a house full of cake, so Luke was off the hook for baking this week. This little parkrunner got sport rotten with not one, but two amazing birthday cakes delivered to the doorstep. And Sam shared the photos of her birthday cakes, and they look gorgeous and happy birthday, Sam. Yeah, big happy birthday, Sam. And hang on, Ollie, you've added this one. (laughs) This was me. How can I read my own one? Okay. Ellis Bellis Park Run, Back to the Future Edition, featuring cob loaf dip and sex on the beach cocktails. Be careful Googling that recipe. Even Paul got into the groove. And I wasn't going to say that. (laughs) I wasn't going to say that out loud. Oh, well. Oh, well, no, I'm glad you shared the warning. But the, <laughs> uh, I, th- I think the once again that the the fashion sense, the culinary delights, um, you know, they they really add to the not park run morning and to the park run morning alike. So uh, thanks, Mel, and thank you, everyone. Yes, great morning again at Dazz's. Thank you to everybody that dropped in and engaged. Oh, and. Ollie. Yes. This is me throwing to a roving report and the informant. <laughs> we've got a roving report from a new location. I'm a little bit excited about this one. 
Me too. I'm rather intrigued. So let's have a listen. Attention, this is Able Township Runner 5, broadcasting on all available local frequencies. If you are in the area, find cover and take shelter. Repeat, all survivors near Able Township should find cover and take shelter. A small zombie horde is moving through the area. Number of hostiles is currently unknown. See, a couple of weeks ago, we found an office block with some intact server hardware in it. One of the ones which was still working, well, we found a full intact copy of the pre-apocalypse parkrun database on it. Everyone's barcodes, all their stats. Lots of the runners were parkrunners before, well, before Z-Day. Anyway, we thought it might be good for morale to start a parkrun for the township. And today was the inaugural running of the Able Township Parkrun. It all went great until, well, one of the guys didn't realise he needed a barcode and so he forgot to book time on the township printer to get one. And Janine was on barcode scanning and you know how she is about rules. She wouldn't give him a time. And the guy just went off. He was yelling at her. Wouldn't stop yelling. That's like these people sometimes these days they forget that making too much noise it brings in the zombies nobody really cares dude if you wanted a number one for your Wilson index anyway a horde moved in some of the under 11s got scared and they tried to run but fortunately they were all within arm's reach of their responsible adults I don't even know where the marshals are now though the able runners I'm moving through the area now to pick up survivors and deal with the hostiles. Please continue to shelter and we will advise when the horde is under control. Oh, and Sam, if you're listening, please remind Janine for run number two, we really need to make sure that everybody knows that they need a barcode and the marshal volunteers need to be issued firearms next time. Run a five out. This is the informant coming to you live from my study with a view. This week's view is of a cheeky possum just sitting on the fence and staring at me. At first I thought it was cute, but now it's a bit creepy. Parkies, this week of lockdown has been a tough one. Temperatures are warming up as we approach spring, but I don't want to go out and spread any COVIDs. And I need the breaks this week because Harry Highpants, aka Beige Trousers, has been doing data quality checks and fixes for more than a week now. So boring. Anyway, enough shop talk. Now the stats. They are only current at the time they collected and may differ from the stats you read elsewhere. But you wouldn't do that because you can get it all right here at the Parkrun Adventurers. In Australia, we're obviously still mostly in lockdown. Globally though, numbers are booming. There were 1,143 events taking place in 18 countries. There were 220 in Australia and 34 in New Zealand. Austria joined the Parkrun family with one, 
Canada is up to 14, Denmark at 8, Finland 2, France 7, Germany 23, Italy 5, Japan 6, Netherlands 7, Norway 1, Poland 75, Russia 68, South Africa 23, Sweden had 5, United Kingdom 607 with Scotland coming back, and the USA had 37. There were six launches in five countries, Helbrunn in Austria, Martin Trail in Canada, Cockgraben in Germany, Nora Katz in Sweden, Carlisle Park and Edgebaston Reservoir in the United Kingdom. Aussie New Zealand attendance was up 700. We had 17,218 runners out of 157,500 worldwide. That's up another 20,000 on last week. Down under we had 2,147 PBs, while 623 people participated for the first time. 36 juniors reached the junior 10 milestone, 96 people reached their 50 milestone, 50 reached their 100 milestone, and 11 people reached their 250 milestone. 7 people called bingo. Joshua Seaberg was the quickest with 142 runs. Jared Minogue was the slowest person taking 265 runs, which any other week would have been quite fast. Just four new states people this week, and all in the Northern Territory. We have Mitchell Gill in Darwin, and the Schultz family of Jasmine, Glenn and Heidi at Nightcliff. On the top 20 most Aussie New Zealand events list, David Messenger is the only upward movement. David moved from a rank of 19 up to equal 17 after running at Toowoomba. Now the Windexes, ah, Windex calcs, the bane of my existence, constantly giving me grief. 45 people can claim a new Windex this week. Biggest mover is Peter Berry who jumped from 1 to 16. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay Parkies, that's your lot from me this week. As always, to see these stats in full, you should definitely follow The Informant on Facebook or visit the blog at www.theinformant.me. That's the informant, all one word, dot M-E. This has been The Informant, and this lockdown is like trying to eat a cinnamon donut without licking your lips. Can't deal. Thank you, Runner 5. Um, or should I say Karen, for that roving report. Hey, Mel, there's a new park run in town. Wow, I know. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm happy about that or not. <laughs> yeah, well, look, just to clarify, uh, in case anyone is uh, not quite across the context, uh, Able Township is, of course, as we may have mentioned previously, that's the setting of our Zombies Run app adventures and um Look, I, I think uh, the roving report from Runner 5 has certainly demonstrated that you know, Parkrun can survive any kind of uh, <laughs> circumstance, even a zombie apocalypse. And uh, it sounds like the gang there at Able Township are a very resourceful uh, and strong bunch. Hey, they've even picked up on some of Parkrun's simple principles too. I'm pretty sure in an apocalypse I'd be still trying to run a Parkrun, Ollie. <laughs> yeah, show of hands. Um, yeah, I'd give it a go. <laughs> but yeah, that was great. Thank you, Karen. Thank you yes. for contributing that and uh, a different take for a roving report. Very exciting. That's right. So look, everyone, you can you can have your park run at Able Township. Sing out if you need us to point you in the direction of the Zombies Run app. And don't forget your barcode. But hang on, how come everybody's run a five? <laughs> well, that's something you'll need to ask the township. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. Well, maybe I better download it. Yes. Yes. Um, look, Mel, um, as as we did note with Daz's post last week, we, we saw the we saw the launch of Austria. Uh, we've seen some more parkrun returns going on in the world. We have, Ollie. Scotland came back this last parkrun day gone. So can, welcome back, Scotland. Absolutely. And, and Wales is next cap off the rank. They are. They're coming thick and fast. They are. And look, that's most of the parkrun world back up and running in some capacity, although, you know, we're obviously mindful. We've still got a number of um, a number of nations yet to relaunch, yet to unpause. You know, we've got our friends in, in Ireland as well. Um, I think Malaysia, Singapore, and of course, Namibia and Eswatini. Oh, well done. <laughs> look, yeah, sorry, I'm still making the transition from Swaziland, but um, it's, it's a pretty good number so far. doesn't make it any different for those that are still waiting, of course, um, or those that are paused. And kudos to Parkrun Global for all the work that they must be putting in behind the scenes, Ollie, to get all these countries back up and running. I can't imagine the logistics and, and how much they must be under pressure with the limited resources they have and such a small team to be, you know, having this huge logistical event to get all these parkrun countries back up and running. Kudos. Completely agree, Mel. Parkrun is something that's so simple and transferable, but but then is as we're seeing, it's existing in so many different environments and places. Hats off to them and, and a special thanks, of course, to our Australian parkrun team as well we're seeing firsthand just just how many varieties of, of you know fast changing restrictions and and um, pauses and lockdowns and and relaunches uh, are going on so um yeah i don't suppose any anyone in in parkrun hq globally or or in australia would have foreshadowed that kind of experience in being behind the scenes at parkrun but uh, they've really stepped up they have ollie and i would put an appeal out to any of our listeners out there who may get frustrated at times with their own situations to please understand that parkrun australia parkrun global are doing their best under very extreme situation to return parkrun as quickly as they can to all locations, but they, they, there's so much difficulties to navigate with all the different rules and regulations in all the different settings. So please be understanding and and please um, be mindful of what Parkrun behind the scenes is going through to bring it back to all of us. Yes, well said, Mel. And um, look, we will, we will keep enjoying their returns. And um, look, special shout out, because I didn't say it when we came back from the roving report, but special th- shout out also to our informant uh, for keeping <laughs> us across all of this and, and always in a lighthearted manner. Yes, uh, but, but Ollie, those Zoom meetings, yeah, I, I agree. Maybe camera's off. <laughs> is that directed at me, Mel, or is that at the informant? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think you were the one outed last week, Ollie. I think it was my household. Uh, yes. Well, nonetheless, we appreciate our informant and uh, thank you again. We do, yes. Ollie, it's been another wonderful episode. Thank you again for joining me this week. As always, our listeners can contact us via Facebook or our email, which is parkrunadventures at gmail.com. But 
that's it for another week. So we will see you all next week for more adventures. chicken for a five kilometer bubble yeah and who did we get it from um we got it from maria and where did what did we do with it um we took it out for a run we have lots of fun with cluck norris and bubble bird bye adventurers <laughs>